You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Oh, Major League Baseball, a lot of action over the weekend, and we'll get to it. Shohei Otani on one heck of a run. And last week, he has six homers and a six-inning, one-run performance. He's got to take back the lead, right, in the AL MVP race. We'll talk about it uh, with John Heyman coming up at 1020 Eastern, 920 Central. Uh, He is an odyssey. MLB Insider Insider Calls are presented by BetQL. BetQL is here to help us all make better bets through real proven analytics. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. See? You're right, Joe G. You're right. I don't think we could put Devin Booker. See, I was looking at the MVP voting, and because there was limited time on the court for Kevin Durant during the regular season, he didn't get any votes, even though Ben Simmons got a fourth-place vote. Derek Rose got a first-place vote, I believe. Did he Did he not? Yeah, he got one first-place vote. Um, We didn't even mention AD, but without counting KD, I don't think we can make him top 10. I'm sure that Ryan McDonough, when we talk to him later on in the show, he will make him top 10. Well, then he'll say I drafted a top 10 player in the league. I, if I was <laughs> yes. him, I, w- I would do the same thing. It, it's, uh-huh. This is what we do. A- NBA fans, we have 15 top 10 NBA players every year. It's like a rolling thing. But what, what, wherever Booker is, Joe, he's knocking on that door. If he's 14, if he's 13, if he's 11, he's three wins from the finals. And if he gets there, we know what he's capable of. He, he's a tremendous player. I want him on my team. That's one thing that I know. I want him on my team, and I also wanted a John Rom ticket yesterday. I have uh, used many wagers to take John Rom in majors, and unfortunately, I bet him in the wrong ones. And I'm not mad about it at all. He was a heavy favorite going in at ten to one. I will never bet the favorite going into a tournament. That's just me. That's my betting style. However. Earlier on Sunday, I don't even want to say the morning because everything gets pushed back with it being on the West Coast, Coast, which I love. The primetime golf was fantastic for four days. But you could find John Rahm on Sunday at 11 or 12 to 1 to win. The problem is that if you were looking, let's say, four or five shots out, there were 20 guys there. So good luck making your selection, but Rom better numbers on Sunday than he was to start the tournament. Those birdie putts on 17, especially 17, but 18, it, it felt great. No bogeys for Rom over his last 14 holes. Of course, we were going to get a terrific Father's Day st- stay story on uh, U.S. Open Sunday, Joe G. We always do. Yeah, we got it. And it, it really, his story, what happened a couple of weeks ago when he had to leave the tournament, uh, considering how it happened, what happened, where he was, yeah. you know, it, it almost came full circle for him. And you mentioned the, the shot on 17, 25 footer for Birdie there on 17, Birdie to 18 there. I think at one point 
during the final round, there were 10 players separated by a single shot. So you mentioned 11 or 12 to one, which he won, right? That would have been incredible to, to have that kind of ticket. But if you're going in Sunday morning, you kind of watch this thing play out and kind of have a feel for it. it it's like, you could have just picked anyone out. I mean, it, we were waiting for someone to just take it and it, it took him right till the end to take it. But that was entering Sunday as unpredictable of, of a, a U.S. Open finals we've seen in a while. And there were so many top horses right there. It's not like Rom was by himself. That's the big name, dude. He's going to show up in a major. Bryson took the lead halfway through the round. And you, and you were thinking, okay, it might be Bryson's time. Kepka was out there. We know about his track record at the U.S. Open. It was a lot of fun. But uh, it was kind of anticlimactic climactic at the at the very end when Louis was trying to catch Rom. I know it when you look at the the scores at the very end he only wins by one shot but but you thought okay there's a very good chance we're going to have a playoff with all these guys that are so close. Uh, when Mackenzie Hughes tees off on the first hole he is tied for the lead and he was still 11 to one. I thought that was amazing. I know he doesn't have the name power that some of these other guys and not a lot of people were probably betting on Mackenzie Hughes, but to be tied for the lead at the start of your round on Sunday and, and to be 11 to one on the board kind of told you what was going to happen. Yeah, it did. And look, I think six players shared the lead at some point in the final round there. I mean, that, that just tells you how the, the parody in this thing. And you're right at the end, we walked away and said, of course, John Ron won, right? He was he was the best. Yes. He finished it. He was strong. The birdies, 25-footer. But it wasn't it's, – it's, this happens in all sports sometimes. Golf, you know, once in a while in a, in a tournament like this, where the final score doesn't reflect the weekend. And the final score didn't reflect that weekend. That mm -hmm. weekend was back and forth, back and forth. And to everyone out there that is with us, that ha that is holding the ticket, whether you bet him from the start as the favorite or you bet him Sunday morning – Good on you, because you know what? Once in a while, and, and I do appreciate your your betting style. You don't want to take the favorite, and especially in a tournament like this. But once in a while, if, if yeah. you feel if you feel like he's going to win and he wins, you won. Usually, when it's too obvious, they're not going to make the cut. Like Phil almost didn't make the cut, even though everybody in the world was betting on him with the the outsides number of forty to one, sixty to one. I. I know that if you're a golf fan, you're supposed to love Rory because he's great for the game and all that. Too many Sundays, just Rory McIlroy fault. We talked about the big names hunting on Sunday in the picture. Rory was one of them, and he shoots two over. It's the U.S. Open. It was a tough day for everyone. Par was a good score, but you're Rory McIlroy, man. At, at one point, you've got to show up on a, on a Sunday in a major. It's been way too many years. Yeah, I feel like if if you're a, if someone's a casual golf fan, a, a golf better for fun, and they might just turn on Sundays to, to see how the whole thing finishes. <laughs> if you're just watching Sundays over the last, you know, whatever years, you might think that the hype for this Rory guy is a little much. But it, obviously, he's a great yeah. golfer. But Sundays, it's not been his. Uh, it's not been his. And you look ahead here to the Open Championship, which is uh, what just about less than a month from now, July fifteenth. Mm -hmm. he, he's second best odds, right? It's John Rahm, not plus nine hundred. Rory McIlroy plus eleven hundred. So. Again, the market says Rory right there can to, to win another one coming up. But, you know, those Sundays with Rory. I felt really good on Saturday because on Friday I made a live bet with Wolf at 70 to 1. And he was right there on yeah. Saturday, like one shot off. He kept having uh, an, a number of par saves. So I felt good going in, but uh, by the end of Saturday, it looked like it was going to be real tough sledding for him with all those names involved. But but overall, as always, an entertaining weekend. 
when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the U.S. Open? Did you keep flipping? Did you did you think okay now this guy's going to win now that guy's going to win because pretty early in Rom's round if you were watching the live betting and that's why we implore you to check out MGM tonight seven to eleven p.m. Eastern Ryan Horvath Quentin Mayo uh, the live betting was fascinating the live betting told you. That Rom's the guy. Early in his round, he became the favorite. It was still like a number of three to one, but he quickly became the favorite with so many holes to go. Yeah, it jumped quickly, and and, and once it jumped, you realize like oh, something's going on here. And then and the way he finished it, you know, he finished in a way nobody else did, and that that that's the story of this. Not just that he won; it's that it's those last two holes, right? It's the birdies there, seventeen and eighteen. That that's the way you finish a major, and, and you know. He did it. But what a performance by John Rom. I'm happy for him. Did you catch the conversation of Phil and Rom's wife? Socially distanced. They're hanging out on the chairs and there were mics by them. And Phil said, like, he had money on Rom. <laughs> I love Phil. He does not care. Like, he knows he's on camera. He's playing it up. Even though he had a bad weekend, he didn't care. He bet on his boy Rom. Yeah, and Phil's, I think, past the point. I think I think all of us want to get there in life. He doesn't care anymore. He's right. going to do it he, his way, on the course, off the course. I did catch that, and, and it was awesome. Uh, BetQL Daily with the Joes, Joe O and Joe G on the BetQL Network. VGK comes through with a victory. Much needed win over Montreal yesterday on the ice. That series tied at two. 13 goals by the Golden Knights via defenseman. So far in the playoffs, 13 goals. So uh, we have two best of threes here in the Stanley Cup semis, both uh, series tied at two. The Golden Knights, you know, when this started, they were, they were the favorites, you know, to get through. And they are a great team. They were a great team during the regular season. It, playoff hockey, is it's such a unique thing compared to any other sport because despite favorites, underdogs, these series are, oh, they always feel so tight. They always feel like, one mm-hmm. moment here, one goal there. That the win last night for the Golden Knights, like not much separates the games, right? The teams might be significant underdogs or favorites, but the games, most of these games, especially as we go deeper in the playoffs, they're close. I'm flipping back and forth, watched that last time. I'm like, man, I, I know the Golden Knights should win here, but this is not easy. None of this is easy for mm-hmm. them. Uh, the NHL not taking the night off. Tampa Bay minus 186 favorites against the Islanders. Uh, the dog, the Islanders plus 165. It's a total of five. So we just mentioned that both series are tied up at two. So where's the big advantage? I guess you can look to the home ice, but uh, the NHL futures have Vegas as the favorite Tampa right behind them. The Knights plus 140 lightning plus 170, but the Islanders are plus 500. The Canadians, they're in a two, two series in the Stanley cup semis and they're nine to one to win the cup. Yeah, if you believe in the Canadians, if you think there's if you think there's something special about them, they that they have some some sort of magic that we see in these Stanley Cups, that's incredible value. To be two two, to still have a home ice game left, and to you know to be plus nine hundred, that that is if you believe in that team or, or have an inkling, that's good value there. And I think the market's telling you that the Islanders didn't do enough at home. They needed to get both yeah. at home to flip that series. They got one. It's two two, but they're still pretty big underdogs there. Uh, coming up at 10.20 Eastern, 9.20 Central Time, Odyssey MLB insider John Heyman. And really, it's it's strange. It's strange, the uh, betting card that we have today. We've mentioned no NBA action tonight, and half of Major League Baseball is off. Only, only eight games today, but we're going to break it down and review everything that went down over the, over the weekend. Uh, we've had some surprising sweeps here, Joji. 
Well, including a series you and I were looking forward to, which we're going to get to and, and break down and what it means for the present, means for the future here in Major League Baseball. But there were some big weekends for some of these teams. I mean, some significant weekends that could change the outlook uh, of a lot of things moving forward. Who's the favorite, who's not, and who you kind of feel good about in each of these leagues. Yeah. Kyle Schwarber with three bombs. I five remember. He had five in two days. He's on fire. As the leadoff man. You know how much that hurts? For Cubs fans, like we, they tried the experiment. Cubs fans were killing Madden and Theo Epstein for trying to make him the leadoff hitter after winning the championship. They tried it for two months. I understood the thinking. Put your best hitters at the top of the lineup. Everyone's screaming how they're idiots. They don't know what they're doing. Schrober has five bombs in two days. Out of the leadoff spot. Out I of the leadoff it, spot. I think it's up to – I think they moved in there last week, at least the first time I noticed it. He had two in a game last Sunday. So he's – Kyle Schwarber's having a week. It, it feels like 2015 all over again. How about it? Fourth leadoff homer yesterday in nine days. Some amazing performances right now in Major League Baseball. We're going to break it down, and we'll give you some betting angles for today's MLB action. We have a doubleheader, eight games overall. Joe O and Joe G, this is BetQL Daily from BetQL.